Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. Our Matrix server is about as free as Internet chat can be. Join the existing rooms or create your own at chat.freetalklive.com. To declare your independence on the Free Talk Live Network. It's time for Declare Your Independence with Ernest Hancock. Believe me when I say we have a difficult time ahead of us. But if we are to be prepared for it, we must first shed our fear of it. I stand here without fear because I remember... I remember that I am here not because of the path that lies before me, but because of the path that lies behind me. I remember that for 100 years we have fought these machines. And after a century of war, I remember that which matters most. We are still here! No fear here and declare your independence with me, Ernest Hancock. We're continuing our conversation with Argentine young economist Maria Lobo Murga. Now, Maria, I interviewed her in November, right when Javier Malay was starting to rise to prominence in the freedom community. And uh, we had a conversation. She'd been at this advocating for free market capitalism in uh, for years before him. And then you get this wild hair crazy guy coming in there. You know how that go over? Well, it went over enough he got elected, I can tell you that. So this has been a very interesting conversation from the beginning of this. What happened since his election, him speaking at the World Economic Forum, telling them that they are the problem. So I wanted to know how Argentine people, Generation Next, how this is having an impact on a local and international level. Well, Maria gives us the inside scoop. And when I was in Project Arizona last October and November, it was because I was uh, doing some conference on August. Uh, for Liberty International World Conference in Madrid. I, I was one of the speakers. I was uh, talking about the situation in Latin America and in Argentina and talking what, um, trying to um, spread a little bit the message of what was going on in my country and how important a free market in, in Argentina and in Latin America too, in, in Latin American countries too, because as you know, there are uh, many problems with other governments and other states in Latin America too. So there in, in the World Conference uh, in Madrid, uh, Jacek, that is the president of Liberty International, uh, asked me if I wanted to go to the um, uh, to Project Arizona last year. Uh, so so I I was some some months there. Uh, we have great experiences with there. We have some pictures 
with with all the community of liberalism in in Arizona in Phoenix and and we have known many people we have uh, been in touch with um, some lawyers with some foundations with some organizations we have been with uh, judge clean bolic and it, that was very good very um, nutritive for for our knowledge and when I went to project Arizona I was wondering what what was going to happen in my country because we didn't have Javier Millet as president in that moment. We were running on the ballotage and... Um, you were running on the what? We, we uh, have the, the second chance of, of the election, the ballotage, you know? Because Javier Millet had the, the first one that it was uh, the, the election. And the second one was the ballotage when, uh, because in the first one, he didn't win. In the oh, second in the primary, state, he qualified for the general election. Yes, but then we have general elections, and we didn't win in that general elections. We, we have a, a very good percentage of the votants, so we passed to a third one that was the ballotage. That third one was the one that he competed with only one other candidate that was Massa, Sergio Massa. But we have three elections, presidential election this year. The Paso, the general one, and the Valodage. And in the Valodage, in the, in November, on November, uh, there Javier Millet became president. So did that I didn't, surprise you? Yes. Yes, in the last conversation that we had, um, there was something very special because we we wanted to. Um, you asked me if if I uh, think in that moment what the if Javier Millet was going to be president, and I really didn't think that was going to happen because uh, we have been so many years with this. Um, type of government and so many people um, depends on the government that for me it was very difficult that the people changed their mind and uh, I was very surprised what, when it happened. Okay, I want, I want to ask you this because, make this comment, because I don't know. You know, I haven't checked, I didn't, whatever. <clears throat> As libertarian activists, Yes. It has been our assumption that the elections were fraudulent. We didn't believe that the people really wanted this kind of crap, certainly in America. So we were going, this thing is, which is why, you know, I was so focused on election fraud and everything in my early days. And now I'm just like, man, just, you know, you're still voting. I mean, you know, whatever. But the, um, the thing that I find interesting is that he did win, just like. You know, Trump did lose, you know, this last time. Did he really? I mean, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm not a big, giant Trump fan, but you could just tell, man, it was messed up. Was there a change in Argentina's balloting 
you know, do you think it was more legitimate this time? Was it different? Was there paper ballots? Did they have machines before and they don't now? Or they were being scrutinized more or something? You know, how is it possible that Javier Malay won? You know, I want to know how it was even freaking possible. So tell me about the election process itself. Was it different? Um, we have two things here. One is that when we think that the, there is fraud, many, many times we think that people is paid uh, for going to vote to one person or another. And when we say that, uh, we think that people that need money take that money and vote something. People in Argentina were are tired of that kind of um, fraud and that kind of uh, things that government have been doing the last uh, the last years because they don't have uh, freedom then to uh, buy what what they want what what is that happening in Argentina because we have a lot of inflation and a lot of economic problems if we didn't have that economic problems i don't know if uh fraud will be uh better for for elections so it's not electronic it was just they just pay you i mean how no. i mean how much are you thinking they were paid i mean you know to get me to change my vote it was the same, but the people uh, do not want to be paid because they know that the money that uh, they were being paid uh, was not enough for their pocket. They, the inflation had been so strong that people uh, doesn't trust anymore on the government that was paying them to to vote them. You know. So you mean, no, wait, a minute, wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, let's get this clear. Do you mean they'd actually go, here's your, I don't know, thousand peso, ten dollar, whatever the heck it was, here's your money, vote this way, or do you mean in like entitlements or government programs or something? Both. Really? You have they, actually, they actually would give them cash, go vote the right way. Now, is it paper ballots, or is it a... You know, uh, electronic machine, how is the actual voting done in Argentina? We have electronic uh, vote, but uh, there are no, not much uh, provinces with electronic votes. So uh, it was not a change, a really strong change in that, in that way. The most important thing, I, I think, is the, uh, that the people doesn't have money and the government still doing the same and when you have a great inflation you, uh, if the same government tells you that it's going to change things you don't you don't believe on it and we don't have a, that kind of fraud that you say okay there was fraud because of the electronic vote or something like that we don't have that what we have is people that uh, goes to the elections and vote for somebody that is paying them or is uh, promising them uh, something. It's like the they lowered the taxes or gave them free buses or something right before the election or they did yeah. some crap. You know, I mean, so it's 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 uh, yeah, it's just fraud another way. Okay, so yes, the question that is one point. 
But the other point that is very important is all the work that uh, Javier Millet and um, many of the libertarian world has been doing here in Argentina to make people be conscious of what was happening in Argentina. When you don't know what is inflation, when you don't know that inflation is caused by the government, uh, by the emission, by printing money, when you don't know that uh, the great problem in your economy is that the the state is very big and that's why uh, the state is printing money, you don't think the state is the problem. You think the state is going to solve things. But uh, Javier Millet and many uh, libertarian people, as me, we try to make people understand that the biggest problem that we have is the, the great state that we have. And that uh, has to change. So they got educated. So the people were educated. They go, all right, we understand now. We get it. And he was yelling it loudly from the top of the building, so that helped, you know. Now, did he have any coattails? In America, what that means is um, because Javier was elected, were other libertarian politicians elected? Did people run with them? Did they vote a lot of the government out, or was it just Javier Javier Millet that uh, was elected. Was there other libertarians? What? Can you repeat that? I didn't Were there understand. other libertarians in other races that got elected because Javier yeah. was elected? Yes, I think so. Yes. There was... Um, Yes, Javier was the main important character in all this um, act, but uh, there was another, I don't know, deputy or legislative people that goes in, in different parliaments that were, were elected because, of the, that, because they were with Javier Millet. I really think so. Well, yes. are they no, the, no. the incumbent? politicians that are in your do you have like a parliamentary system or a you know uh how is your government organized we have a republican uh, system we have the legislative that make laws we have the executive that is the president and the governors uh the one that make uh things happen and um the justice as as you have similar than well i mean in your legislature are there two houses like a senate and a house representatives in the in argentina state in the federal state we have two houses but in the um, in this in some state there they have one another state we have two it depends on the state. So, yeah, it's very similar. We have a lot of different ways of things in the U.S. too. But um, the idea that he comes in, man, I'm going to take a meat axe to this budget. And I remember when he had up on the whiteboard, it was departments of government. Man, dead, gone, 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 okay? Well, that was embraced by the people like yeah yeah get rid of yeah get them all out well then he became president and he started doing it has he been able to get those cuts in government through the legislature does he even have to or was that a presidential thing and he could just lop off that government as president 
there are some things he can do and some things he cannot do. He could uh, eliminate some ministries, some di uh, agencies. You have like agencies. Um, he he could do it because he was president. But now we have uh, this bus law. I don't know if you have heard about it. That is a very big law that he presented uh, the first week he, he was in charge. And uh, this law is having some troubles because it's a big law with uh, 368 laws inside and many change in different aspects of the of different statement of life of the people. And uh, that is making some noise. But with the ministries, people was ha people were happy because they knew that was going to happen if Javier Millet was president. And it reflects the direct consequence is that we will have less people in the in the government, so less expenditure too. Now you talked about deregulation and a bunch of other stuff, tax reform, all kinds of crap. But the big thing that was non-negotiable was the elimination of the central bank. How's that going? Okay. Um, in this moment, we don't have anything about that. We don't have eliminated our central bank, but I think it's something that he wants to do. I don't know if he's going to do it in this period, in this fourth year, because he's going to be president uh, for four years. But maybe in the next period, if he's president, uh, but I know he he wants, he, he has... No, no, no he, he made a big clear deal out of that, but... You know, you have, uh, here in the United States, we'll have, like, a presidential election in 2020. Then 22 comes, and there is a midterm election. So you have a lot of senators, and all of the House of Representatives is replaced. When is the elections in Argentina for the lower houses, you know, for your legislature? When? How often do they get elected, and when does that happen? Two years. We have two years elections, but uh, they stay uh, as legislator for four years. But um, the the House of Representatives changed by parts. You know, two years change like a half, and then it changed the other part, and it goes that way. So, do you think there the people are ready for the next election? They're like. <laughs> Two more years, and we're going to get more libertarians. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a problem, you know. You think they will? Yes, we want that, but but that is a problem because uh, normally that elections, that middle term elections, are very difficult uh, for the government because it changed everything what is happening in the in the houses you know they have one structure that they they are going with with that and when you have a middle term elections it it is difficult to make it uh work again sometimes it is good but sometimes you don't have the best election in that, in that middle term you know you know, let's go ahead. I want to do this. Let's look at this. Okay, 
this is, you know, just a, a map. Let's see. Can I move this? Yeah, whatever. So here is Argentina. Buenos Aires is right here where Maria is right now. So that is about, I can't tell the long latitude here. Okay, there's there's the uh, Tropic of Cancer or Capricorn. I can't remember. And then, uh, so it's about even with... Yeah, so it's about, you know, the United States, southern United States, you know, Carolinas or whatever is uh, Buenos Aires. But it's a long country, so it probably is like Washington to Southern California or Washington, Florida, or Maine to Florida kind of thing. So it's, now it's summer there. So you it's hot there now, right? So you got, it's summer. Of course it is. But anyway, so, so you get an idea. <laughs> so the... Um, Buenos Aires used to be such a pearl of South America. Buenos Aires was rich. You know, a century ago, but that, that's why the Nazis all went to Argentina. I mean, they go, woo, we're going to Argentina. So this has been a um, really inspiring for us to see this happen in what was considered a Western world, Judeo-Christian, heavily Catholic, I would imagine. You know, there's a predominant religion there. You have people are probably more Christian than they are Muslim. I mean, you know, it's just, so it's really part of the Western world. To have um, this happen, happen in our hemisphere, we haven't seen that before. You know, there hasn't, I don't know of any other real anarcho-capitalist, capitalist, um, uh, business-friendly, not socialist, communist, whatever invasion in the Western Hemisphere. Hell, even Canada has gone freaking socialist. So this is um, a beachhead. You know, this is kind of a a front. Argentina is going to get attacked. There is no way in heck they, them, those are going to allow this to happen. Sure as hell, after Javier Millet went to the World Economic Forum and told him to stick it, and we're going to be freedom, okay? So when he did that, how was that perceived by the Argentine people? They're like, woo, 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 you go, man. You know, or where they're like, oh, heavens, oh, he's bad, man. Look how he embarrassed us. What was the response from the media in Argentina? No, I don't think I. I don't think that people uh, is afraid because we don't have any war, any war uh, near here. We really don't live on on a uh, country that have any war. Uh, so we have Malvinas, yes, you know, but. Um, we are not accustomed to fight like with an army or any invasion. We we don't have that in Argentina. We are far away from the normal conflicts in the in the globe. Wellness and self care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com. 
including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad to your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. USA News Update. Republicans are determined to block the Senate's bipartisan border security and foreign aid package. That's according to House Speaker Mike Johnson, who said the legislation aimed at addressing the border catastrophe would be rejected in the House. The proposed law includes revisions to immigration regulations, but critics argue it falls short in curbing illegal entries. The U.S. continues its airstrikes against Iran-backed groups in the Middle East. American forces targeted four anti-ship missiles and a land attack cruise missile in Yemen, preventing them from threatening ships in the Red Sea. Meanwhile, Secretary of State Antony Blinken is currently in the Middle East. King Charles has received a cancer diagnosis, and Buckingham Palace is keeping details about the type and prognosis under wraps. However, they did mention that the 75-year-old monarch did begin regular treatments on Monday. He did have a benign prostate procedure over a week ago. John Schaefer, USA News. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family family's health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-670-0946. 800-670-0946. 800-670-0946. That's 800-670-0946. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. We still do email. Drop your email address in the entry box at freetalklive.com and you'll be kept in the loop with Free Talk Live. It's the Ernest Hancock Show. Where we're going, there aren't any roads. 
Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the information that detail the real news between the lines of propaganda about government policies and the true relationship we all have with coercive governments. Learn the true condition of our economy, innovations and technological breakthroughs in energy, health, computer science, and space travel. Learn the truth well before it's admitted to in the lamestream media, the media that is so last century. Corporate media has evolved into nothing more than distributors of government propaganda. But we now have a fantastic alternative. FreedomsPhoenix.com provides constant news updates on the issues that affect our lives in the most important ways. Our liberty and our property are under constant attack. And FreedomsPhoenix.com provides an understanding behind the propaganda while encouraging the participation of our readers. Join us at FreedomsPhoenix.com. That's Freedoms with an S, Phoenix.com. FreedomsPhoenix.com, where the revolution between the ears is already matured. Welcome back to Declare Your Independence with me, Ernest Hancock, and the Free Talk Live Network. We're continuing our conversation with Maria Lobo Murga. She's from Argentina, and we're talking about Javier Malay's election and his presentation to the World Economic Forum of They're the Problem, and freedom's the answer to any question, and we wanted to get her perspective of being in Argentina. We'll squeeze in as much as we can right now. I I don't think that people uh, eat separate because we don't have any war, any war uh, near here. We really don't live on a uh, country that have any war. Uh, so we have Malvinas, yes, you know, but um, we are not accustomed to fight like with an army or any invasion. We, we don't have that in Argentina. We are far away from the normal conflicts in the in the globe so i don't think people have that in mind i really don't think that but uh mostly i think that people are very happy and and the academic one uh mostly the the academics um want to to Argentina be seen by by the rest the rest of the of the world because we have been uh, in so much poverty and so much travel in the sixty last year that all the problems that we have made Argentina uh, not being seen not for uh, good stuff you know only for bad stuff. So I think that that people in Argentina are very happy because we now have some impact in the world and in the Western. Um, and our president. So is they're telling, believing in a future. They think that there's you know a positive future coming. You know this is it's going to be business friendly. Regulations are going to be reduced. You're going to have people uh, encouraged to be entrepreneurs. They're going to start businesses. They're going to you get rid of the bank. I mean that'll help a lot. You know, but um, I saw something that he somehow legitimized, legalized, or something cryptocurrency. What was that about? Yes, he had a cryptocurrency, and in some moment there was something like that we were going to be dollarized, and uh, it started like a cryptocurrency of of this dollarization. Um, but now it doesn't have so much impact that. But he's still with the idea of dollarizing our economy. Yay! 
<laughs> and, and I think that's going to happen in this year. Well, dollarizing, I don't know how much, you know, frying pan into the fire, but, you know, it's uh, at least you're getting off of something. I don't know. When we talk about dollarizing, is that telling, uh, making laws that uh, make dollar as our current currency, and that we can spend in dollars here in Argentina as we spend in in peso argentino, and something like that is going to happen i think i don't know if this year or the next year but he's with that idea still yeah no legal tender laws that was a big thing that uh, ron paul was about he's going you know i have the government determine what's currency is not their job you know in the before the civil war the the, the united states hell it was gold and silver that was it you know, and then you had banks would have their own notes and stuff like that. You know, Wells Fargo would, you know, ship paper of whatever to their banks. It's just, you know, once the government gets involved in the money, it doesn't turn out well. I mean, you know, I don't care how you do it. You know, oh, but we'll we'll get dollars. Yay! I mean, you know, we'll see how that works. But the... Um, the, point, the point here is that uh, mostly the Argentinian people um, has many dollars in their homes because they save their money with dollars and the point the most important point here is that people start using that dollars and not having it uh, well, let me in- let me ask you this i'm old enough to have remembered when god when i was in high school we'd go to mexico and it was god it was um Five to one, I think. You know, it was like five pesos to a dollar or something like that. You know, then it's then it was like a billion. Then they lopped off some zeros and made it twenty. And then it, you know, it, it, it's never really you can understand unless you actually go back and see what they did and how many zeros they took off, kind of deal of what the exchange rate was. In Argentina, I remember Argentina had hyperinflation before. You know, this inflation thing, this is like in my lifetime that I remember at least God, the third time or something. So this is, how old are you? I am 33 now. Okay, so, so 33. I, I'm sorry? I wasn't born in the hyperinflation. Right, so this is my point. You go, well, we, you know, we don't like the government. We don't trust the, you know, well, it's the Internet version of uh, history now to where you can look back and see it's happened over and over and over. They just keep doing it. They get a new generation of people such as yourself that didn't experience it. You don't remember, oh, this is a new thing. No, it's not. They keep doing it. You know? So I'm I'm looking at your experience and those of older people that remember those, you know, the older people, they're the ones with dollars underneath their mattress. I guarantee it. Okay? Those are the guys that remember. So to go through this and be educated, it was because of the Internet that you were able to... It didn't take a lot to convince the older guys that have gone through this before, I would imagine, unless they got a government job or something. But, you know, the young people, to describe to them why they don't have a job, why they don't feel free, why they don't have opportunities, why they need to go to another country, why, you know, their future is bleak and, you know, they're not going to be able to afford to have a family. 
So that educational process that you went through, was it just Javier Malay up there screaming in the microphone? Did he educate him? Did you? Were there other people? What infrastructure was there there to bring this about? Because I'm sure Javier got educated by somebody, you know, something, you know, and then he represented a bunch of people bringing this stuff to the front. So who was doing the educating? I think it was not only one person. Javier Millet got popular because of his idea. But uh, the point here is that the people was... um, they didn't want to live the way they were living. Not only the youth, but uh, the the older. They they didn't want to live another uh, hyperinflation, hyperinflation in Argentina because they know that was going to happen, and they wanted a change. And Javier Milei um, showed that he knows about the economy and he knows what he was doing. And it was another possibility that we have. But uh, I don't think he was the the educator of the of the Argentinian people, but he did a very good job because uh, he was very popular and um, he made people start to doing some question to themselves that they didn't do do before. Uh, the state was very popular. The president was very popular. Uh, the figure of the of the president because it's a presidential country. And we, we as society, um, think that the president was like the father of the country. And Javier Millet changed that idea. And not only Javier Millet, other economists and other people that talk about what was happening really in the economy was because of the, um, of the government and of the, the lot of expenditure that the government has. Well, that had... It was not only Javier Millet, you know. It, it was like a lot of people talking about the same thing, but Javier Millet was this popular guy with the hair, very strange hair, and with a strange mood in, in his way of speaking. But he no, was, he was clear. He, he was like, yeah, this and this is why, and not being afraid of, well, if we just kind of, you know, hunkered down and we're a little bit more free. No, no, you guys suck. Get out of the way. The next generation needs to take this over. Freedom's the answer. What's the question? And oh, by the way, if I didn't tell you, you know, I want to tell you again, you guys suck. I mean, you know, so that is very much embraced when you have people that are so down trodden just beaten in the submission on so many levels so it didn't surprise me as much we covered his campaign a lot and when i first talked to you the first time you know i was probably a little bit more enthusiastic about it than you were you know i was like you know know, it's gonna be a thing i've seen this before so this is um the people have they really got educated are they embracing it they understand they're starting to read they're yeah got the you know spanish translation of atlas shrugged i mean you know are they are they you know educating the entire generation in argentina you know is that happening 
Yes, yes, that, that had happened, and now people uh, heard, uh, hear uh, about the the liberalism and the Austriacs and about Hayek, about uh, Mises. So, you, you know, there are many others Not that. Hard, yeah. Yes, that before they they weren't known here in Argentina, and now the the mostly the young people. Uh, started to to want and to know what what this author says about said about the economy, but that that is because we have a lot of travel in our economy. I think that if we had a, a very good economy and people lives good, you don't have this uh, enthusiasm for liberty or for freedom or for changing. Uh, you need to to be you need able to suffer. To, <laughs> yes, and you need to be able to see that something bad is going to happen. Something bad. We, something we bad. saw what was happening in Venezuela, and we starting to see same patterns here in Argentina, and we get a little bit afraid of what was happening. Did you understand? Is that one thing that was educated? Uh, or um, that the people started to understand that, look, if we go down this socialist road, we're going to be like that. This is where we're going. This is it. Is that what you want? You know, to get away from that, you need to do this. A whole other philosophy of freedom's the answer, what's the question kind of thing. So that, you know, kind of stuck with the people, I would imagine. But I'm, I'm, I'm still interested in some of the, the caricature of Javier Malay because things like one... You know, he was in a rock band or something, or played, you know, he, he'd get on stage and rock and roll and shake that hair or whatever. I mean, you know, then he um, uh, had girlfriends, you know, his sister he's close with, you know, so he's got, my first lady is my sister. You guys can talk to her and she'll kick your butt. And then you have, you know, well, I, I, it took me a while to move into, you know, the presidential uh, palace, White House, whatever they call it, and uh, because they had to put the candles in for my four mastiffs. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. You know? So he's a unique guy. That's not, but when he went and gave his presentation to the World Economic Forum, he kicked ass. I mean, he's just like, you know, and all you guys. So the caricature that best describes Javier is what in Argentina? What are they wrapping their arms and legs around? They're going, yeah, Javier, you know, the doll that says what? He pulls a string and the Javier doll says what? I mean, you know, they like him really why? Just because? It's not just because he's kind of, you know, free thinking and kind of out there, woohoo, we're having fun and so on. It's because uh, something else or some character trait, something that they really like about Javier, what do you think it is? I think one one of the things you said that he kicked their ass. So they uh, he went to the politicians and he told them the all, all the truth that that what they were doing it was wrong and he kicked their ass in in a very bad way and and people uh, were happy about that because the most important thing here is that people doesn't want to see uh, any politician again they they want something different they want people that were not involved in politics and Javier Millet presented himself as that 
that he has his dogs and his sister a strong uh, strained relationship and all that kind of stuff i don't know there there are some people that like that there are some that they, they do not like that but the most important thing is that he was not part of that casta that he says yeah. uh not part of the politi of the politics uh on the politicians and that he was going to he wanted to be president only to make a real change in argentina and then he wants to go home and, and continue doing what he likes to do that is teaching um we have a lot of Uh, we know, you know too, that when people is uh, in the power, when they have power, they want more power and they want to, to do things that are uh, very selfish, you know. And I think Javier Millet uh, shows us a different uh, face in the politics. He entered to the government telling the people, I'm not part, uh, I'm, I'm not a part of this uh, politician caste. I'm different. I'm part of the society. I want that Argentinian people and the society feel better and, and have a better life in the future and Argentina be a more um, development country and people live better in the future. Uh, but I don't want to be in the state for all my life. And that is the most important thing that I think people uh, vote for him and, and trust him and give um, his his vote because of that. Because he he seems not to like the power because of the power itself. He wants Argentina being different in the next 10 20 30 years and to to be one of the the countries that progress in in the world you know I, i i get the impression once you make this kind of shift it's about two years you know two three years now the government may not change well i don't care but it is the the people do You know, they're just like, whoa, man, we're we're not this anymore, we're that. Now, being in the position and the education and the career path that you've chosen, I'm thinking Maria might need to run for office sometime. I, I, I don't know, would Maria run for political office? Would you do that? I I would do that. Um, ding, 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 of course you <laughs> Because I want to do um, some of my stuff first, some of the economy and liberalism, and uh, I, I want to still be growing uh, in my my vocational free market <laughs> ideas. But uh, I think I think I, I will run for elections in some years. In, why in why why would you wait? Because, see, my experience has been, I'm 62 now. My first election was probably about 30. 
you know, and then every two years for decades, I'm in their face saying this about that. And what we were doing was building the groundwork for like Ron Paul. You know, you know that that's why we knew Ron Paul the Lovelution was going to you know be a thing. It was because we had already done what you guys did in the educating of the people, and a lot of it was street activism and so on. And then the internet started, and you had you know uh, YouTube and video on the internet. But that had only been around, God, like four years, really, you know, by the time Ron Paul had run. For Javier, it had been longer. People had already been exposed to these ideas, and it was a lot easier to communicate it, you know, but we knew to do street activism kind of thing. But So I'm thinking that you running, you being there, being up, because every time you get on the ballot, you run, I don't know how your party system works or independent or any of that crap, but as a freedom-oriented person, you get to talk to a lot of people. You get a lot of coverage. You get a lot, and with your background and you having uh, already understood what this is and be able to argue the economics and having, before he got elected, you did the Arizona Project. I mean, your webpage presence and, you know, look at me and my videos and pictures people pay a bunch of money for that one you know so i i i don't want to discourage you from participating even though i'm not a political guy and voting don't vote i don't care that's not the point it's the education and it's the support it's the voice it's somebody being there and i'm wondering is there a pool of people such as yourself that can be drawn upon to represent libertarianism, to represent free markets, to represent leave me aloneism. Where is that? Yes, I think that is spread along in the country. We don't have uh, now that bunch of people in the same in the same um, party. We, we have many people that are talking about liberalism. We have many people that knows about free market and know what uh, we have to do in the state as uh, Javier Millet, because I, I really trust in, in many of the other people that are talking about this and they really know yep. they, they are people that, that have all the capacities to, to make a change. But now I think that, uh, we we are introducing ourselves uh, as um, a new experimental thing of the politics with a liberal party because we we didn't experiment that in Argentina and neither in another part of the world. So I think that uh, liberalism in Argentina may organize themselves to to run for a better elections. That's true. You got to be careful, because I'm telling you, this is what I see happening. This is from the old guy. Okay, let me tell you what the old guy says. All right, you ready? Ready? You said said that Millet was going to win, and now he's a president. I didn't trust about that. I'm just telling you, you can see it coming. (laughs) Let me tell you, you know, um, what I see coming. A good example is uh, Britain. You know, they have, like, these commonwealths. You know, you got New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, Canada. They're all part of the same thing. The, the, the king, queen, you know, has, like, veto power. They call it the Privy Council or whatever. You know, it's just messed up. Well, what happens is 
Whenever there's a popular uprising like this, exactly what you saw happen in Argentina has happened in America, certainly has happened in the United Kingdom before, you know, different, you know, they're riled up, they're all pissed off about something. Then you look at the government, because they have a parliamentary system, and you have a bunch of little parties where they want to coalesce and be able to elect who the prime minister is. Well, what they do is they get up there, and you'll see this one little party, or an offshoot of one party, or they're a minor party, or they're the major party, whatever party, and they'll go, oh, you should have just, people, you should have told us that's what you wanted. Well, heck, we could be freedom. We can do freedom, being be freedom guys. You know, you keep us in. We we we've learned our lesson. We'll be the freedom people now, okay? And then it's Stalin shaves off his mustache and then runs out there and runs as the freedom guy. You're going to see that there's going to be, if it's not you or people like you, it's going to be politicians, people like, oh yeah, I I was always Javier Malave. Most folks don't realize this fact. Our country is only four missed meals away from chaos, and those meals can vanish fast. In a national emergency, fragile supply chains break down and will wipe grocery store shelves clean in a matter of hours. Before this happens, there's something you should do today. Let's stock up on emergency food storage. My Patriot Supply is the company millions of American families trust for their emergency supplies. You should, too. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each kit contains delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. My Patriot Supply also sells large solar generators, gravity-powered water filtration systems, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, heirloom seeds, and other survival necessities. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship the same day, fast. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. Those who know what's coming, prepare before the chaos starts. MyPatriotSupply.com Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker we have great rates for you as well at the term lifeline we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above so if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance call right now for a free quote rates and availability may vary by state sample rate quotes are based on preferred not tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify 800-430-1891 800-430-1891 800-430-1891 that's 800-430-1891 